Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie, your weekly show focused on the topsy-turvy world of promotional products, branding, advertising, and marketing. As always, Unscripted is brought to you by the good people at Promo Corner's Identity Marketing, the leading online industry magazine chock full of content and thought-provoking articles. You can visit them online at promocorner.com backslash identity dash marketing. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Well, here we go again, Kirby. We're ready to have some unscripted conversation for the world to evaluate, judge, and hopefully enjoy. How the hell are you, Kirby? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. I just got back from vacation, um, and that was needed. Um, What? uh, You went to Mexico, correct? Yeah, Playa del Carmen. Um, Nice. Have you ever been to that area? Uh, I I have not. I've been to to Mexico, but not... uh, yeah, we've been there a couple times. Uh, take my girls, um, mm-hmm. and man, cool area, beautiful area. And uh, uh, I always say that for me, uh, a good vacation is when I get to get out of the zip code, and uh, that one is definitely out of the zip code. So that is that's fun. definitely out of the zip code. Now, the question I have, and I'm sure many of our listeners have, is what percentage of your liver did you leave in Mexico? <laughs> Tengo mucho cerveza. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But what I would say is I was with my daughters. And so I was probably more um, reserved <laughs> than I, I would I, have I, been I, had I not. I think I understand. Yeah, no, I it, think was, I understand. it was super fun. And, and, you know, it's an all inclusive place. So it's it's like they, you know, it's they come up to you and they're like, hey, sir, you want a beer? Well, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Scotch. Uh, Isn't it to so, say no? Yeah, no, I, I said yes, of course. Well, good. But, I mean, I think being an ambassador of the United States <laughs> to thumb your nose at the customs of the land you're visiting would be nothing short of, of, uh, of, of disrespectful and might even cause an international incident. So yeah. I think you erred on the side of, of uh, good judgment. Yeah, always a diplomat, am I. So how about you? You doing well? I'm doing good. I uh, just got back from uh, a vacation as well. I'm yeah. uh, glad to be back. Yeah, so... Glad to be back at it. We went to the uh, uh, Redneck Riviera, which uh, anybody who's not familiar with that is the Gulf Shores of Alabama. Nice. Home of a lot of people wearing, let's just say, uh, yoga pants that look like those yoga pants were in pain. So... (laughs) But uh, spent some time at the beach, did some deep sea fishing, and uh, had a good time. So, but uh, definitely glad to be back. You always say the best vacations are the ones that you really enjoy, but are ready to come home from. So that's that's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely. Well, cool. Do you have a you have a topic for us today? You know what? I do. So I was thinking about something um, I'm going through because uh, you know I'm uh, uh, on the board uh, for my regional association, which is uh, Promotional Products Association of the Mid South or PAMS. Okay. And, you know, we have a trade show coming up, and that's one of our big moneymakers, quite frankly. It's one of our big, other than membership, it's one of the things that really drive uh, uh, the the revenue it takes to run a regional association. Mm, interesting, okay. One of the challenges, though, we have, and I don't, you're, you're not, I don't think you're involved at OPA at the current moment, are you? No, I'm not, not right now. Okay. So one of the, one of the challenges I'm facing is, is I'm actually board I'm sorry I'm actually the uh, 
uh, show chair okay. for. Uh, and one of the challenges we have is we're you know just like everybody else we're seeing declining attendance. Okay. Uh, both on the supplier side, the distributor side, and I just wonder what the viability of these smaller regional shows are. I, I mean, do you think there's too, from a, I don't like your, I'm asking you from a distributor perspective, mm-hmm. uh, is there, are there too many of them? What would you change? I just kind of get your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, it's a great, so let me come at it. Let me at least tell you that I come at it from the caveat that I'm from Coshocton, Ohio. I, I, and I do, I do understand that. Which yeah. So, so anybody, for anybody who's never been to Coshocton, it's 45 minutes from anywhere you wouldn't ever want to be. Yeah. Right. Actually, yeah, an hour and a half. Hour and a half. But but you're you're about you're about an hour and twenty minutes due east of Columbus, correct? Right, right. Okay. And so I tell you that just to say, gosh, I don't feel like there's too many um, trade shows because none of them come near me. So anything I do, it, it's a, it's a commitment to go to, which is fine. Um, what? But you're right. So what I've found is I enjoy the regional shows and like the Opas, the Pams um, mm-hmm. shows. What I struggle with are the – I mean I don't, I don't know for lack of a better term, sort of the for-profit version of them. Um, and so – which is fine. I'm, I'm captain for-profit. But um, what I've run into is those ones will – the cycle goes at about the same time almost to the point where it feels like some of them are competing on the same day. Um, and that's happened in our area. Um, right. So if you are, if we're saying, hey, yeah, there's going to be um, two of those shows the same week in Columbus, Ohio, let's say, well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. too much, and there's zero chance I could make it to both. Um, I get it because if you're trying to target Columbus or one of those bigger areas, you know, there's a lot of people who do what we do there. But from from where I'm at in you know geographic location, no. But yeah. I, you know, I think that there's just so many. What about overall, though? So, so understand yeah. your perspective. Completely understand your perspective because you know you're in an area where it's it's not it's just not served. It's not yeah. even underserved. It's just not served. Right. Um, but you know something again. So ours is an end user show, which which does pretty well. Mm. But we're still seeing declining attendance, mm. and we're we're all at a loss of what to do about it. I mean, we've come up with a couple ideas, and you know, I, I just I get the feeling sometimes the entire industry is just show weary. Mm. You know, and I guess maybe the other piece of this is as a as an industry sometimes, and, and I, I guess this leads me back to something I've said before, where I say that as an industry sometimes we have an inferiority complex. Um, yes, but. As opposed to and, – and this is also a discussion you and I have had before where it's like I don't know that we need more shows. I think we need better shows. Um, no, I think, I think you're dead on with that. Yeah. I so, so, so you know, I, one of the – I mean I go to events where there's no show, right? I go to – for the education. Well, but right. it has to be something where they invest in education. They, so, you know, it, as you know, I'm a big fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. Well, if Gary Vaynerchuk is speaking at an event, well, that's a draw for me. And so if we're trying to create shows or events that we want end users to attend, then we need to look at it from a bigger perspective than just, hey, we've got cups that we can imprint. If okay, we, but let me, let me sign A, which means I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to interrupt. So I agree with you. But there's no way, given the limited budget most of the regionals have, 
can afford anybody who has any sort of real status, mm-hmm. right? And here's the thing. You, you're going to speak at SAC here in a couple weeks. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm speaking at, at, at GAP mm-hmm. in VAPA in September. Not not that I'm, I'm not belittling what we do, but I'm not sure people would come to a show to see either you or I talk. If they're there, they will, right? Sure. But no one's going to say, man, Petrie's in town. Got to see that. Yeah. Um, no, it's a I'm not so I'm not so egomaniacal that I think that. No, uh, and so I, 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 I don't know how we get how we. So I see on a national level how we can draw someone like a Seth Godin. Our right? sure. EPA did a fantastic job yeah. in, in Vegas, and that was about a standing room only event. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly it was, it was nothing short of fantastic. And I think the ASI shows, for the most part, do a pretty good job of bringing in, you know, speakers that yeah. frankly cost money. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I, I and so I guess. Part of it is, and it sounds like that's what you guys are doing at Pans, right? You're trying to rethink and re, and you're right. But I also say, you know, it seems like any time, you know, gosh, even in Coshocton, Ohio, if we want to do something cool, and we think about sponsorship opportunities and we look at different ways, there is money for those things. There's not money for them every week, right? And so, I am, you know, with supplier partners. You know, and dude, I'm totally spitballing, and this is a perfect example of when this is unscripted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it occurs to me that you probably have premium partnerships for suppliers um, yeah. that, that are paying to be a part of the event. Well, maybe it's about finding a less expensive venue and using some of those uh, sponsorship dollars to attract um, talent to speak at the event. I don't. So, and again, I'm, I, I'm totally. I like that that's so, so going again unscripted because I, I I agree with you, but you're wrong. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> there's a good headline. I agree with you, but you're wrong. So I agree in principle that yes, we can ask suppliers to to pony up. But just like we talked about a couple weeks ago, man, suppliers get hit from every end, and it gets uncomfortable. Frankly, to ask them because they're they're always being asked for free this, free that, free this. No, and that's this, totally fine. Because um, we're because we're even seeing a, a drop in suppliers participating. Mm-hmm. Sure, and so two. I guess my two points back to that would be: I don't know that I necessarily said we had to ask suppliers for more. What yeah. I said was maybe we rethink the venue and decrease our costs in other ways so that we can. Okay. I I, I, I totally get what you're saying. On the other side, if you have a major. It's, it's about return on investment at the end of the day. And if mm-hmm. you get – and again, I keep using Gary Vaynerchuk. He's probably – No, he's a great expensive. example. He's a great example. Yeah. But John Acuff. Let's use John. Yeah. John is down in Nashville. Yes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. John is a fantastic speaker. If you haven't seen him speak, you should. I have. Okay? I okay. have. He's, he is fantastic. Okay. So he wouldn't be as expensive and quite frankly be a lot less expensive because he's there. But he would be a draw, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so – yeah. That would be one thing just off the top of my head that would – because it becomes more of an event that is driving value based on all of the stuff from the stage and oh, by the way, there's this other end user show. That might be a way to rethink it. It's just a thought. No, that's good good stuff and and I guess it would have helped that I actually listened to your first response. Uh, (laughs) So thanks for calling me out on that. because we all just we all do that, right? We listen to people. Sometimes we zone out, and apparently I did. So I no, 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 man. It's, it, uh, it's all good. Let's move on. Let's, okay. let's let's move on. I like I said. I think it's, it's one of those topics. I don't know if there's a solution. No, I mean, I you know, because it's hard to really even identify what the problem is. So yeah, I mean, it's fair. That's a, that's yeah, a really a good point. 
Um, so okay. what do you got? I got one. Uh, so it was interesting, okay. and I'm going back to this is maybe too big a thought, but so we went on this vacation last week, and it was an all inclusive thing. And so one of the things they do is they give you this little bracelet, mm-hmm. and they'll essentially let people know that you a you're a part of the particular resort but also that you are old enough to drink you're a part of this particular whatever group you're a part of within the resort this identity whatever package you bought you're entitled to everything that bracelet exactly so yep. so very cool it's and so you can look at that bracelet as a big positive now when they mm-hmm. cut the the wristband off they left harsh edges on all of ours like they didn't round it off and so it became something that scratched everything we touched you know because it's on your wrist and you're using it and it was funny to me because it it popped into my head that this is indicative of a lot of our businesses things that we think look that bracelet is a positive become a point of friction right and we don't even know it and so it, it that was just sort of one of those thoughts that popped into my head that I say, gosh, I wonder how many things that we get so used to within our industry, i.e. proof charges, i.e. setup charges, i.e. this, that we just, they just exist. But I think in many ways are friction points for our customers. Well, no, no question. Uh, I assume it's just a silicone bracelet. Just on the yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, it's one of those things, you know, we've all had to, you know, you get a hat or a shirt somewhere, or, or a bracelet, and you're like, gosh, they spent 15 more cents. <laughs> so, such a much better experience yeah. for me. This point of irritation and, and friction well, uh, and, that, that becomes. And what, what's interesting is, it was so minute that I, I, I feel silly saying it now, right? But it was something that sort of irritated my family in a really minor way, right? But I, I actually think that's a perfect metaphor for things in our industry, right? And I've heard you yeah. you give this when you say about you talk about fine, right? The experience of fine. That's sort of what it reminds me of because it's good enough. It, it's good enough, and it's one of those things that, gosh, I feel stupid even complaining about it. It's no big deal, but yet it kind of was an irritant. And I think but, but see, here's where I'm just, I, I I think it is a big deal because those are the things. Those are the real itty bitty little things in our good friend Stan Phelps mm, yeah. who. You haven't read anybody who hasn't read uh, a book by Stan Phelps called Purple Goldfish. Do yourself a favor and pick it up because it's a tremendous read about mm. how critically vital the little things are to an overall customer experience. Yes. And here's why I'm saying it is a big deal, Kirby. You've been away for a week. Um, this is the first time we've spoken yep. since actually I think since we last did unscripted. Yep. Um, you told me you had a great vacation. Yep. You had some beer, you brought your girls, <laughs> and you had an annoying bracelet. <laughs> That's right. In six months, I will ask you about the vacation, and you say, it was fine, and then you'll bring up the bracelet. Yeah. That bracelet experience, however minute, is going to stick with you. Yeah. And so that's why those little things are so critically important. You know, it's, it's, it's the difference of staying at a, uh, a Hampton Inn as opposed to a, uh, a Ritz-Carlton, right? Yeah. So... Yeah. You could overlook a lot of small details. You know, maybe your coffee machine only has one coffee cup and not two that are supposed to be there to Hampton Inn. But man, that happens at a, uh, and that's because it's human error. And it's like, oh, whatever, no big deal. Yeah. That happens at Ritz Carlton. All of a sudden, that's a big, that's a huge deal. How, that's ridiculous. I'm paying this much. <laughs> so when you're paying for a vacation and, and you have that. 
friction point of sounds like, hey, hello, train. Uh, you have that friction point of um, that bracelet. That would drive me nuts. And it is indicative of our industry, those little things. And that's, you know, you've heard me talk talk about it before. It's, it's Those little things are so important to what we do. Mm. We all, you know, especially on the distributor side, everybody does the big stuff really well, yeah. right? Everybody can uh, source product and get it decorated, get it decorated properly, get it delivered on time. And that's all the big stuff. They can invoice on time and I know everybody's really good at invoicing so everybody can do that everybody can do that big stuff well it's that little stuff of uh, making sure that a client received a product when you told them it was going to get there communicating constantly yeah making sure they have tracking information immediately when you know it's those are the little things that, that a lot of people don't do as well and those are the things that people remember yeah, no, it's a great point. We uh, actually, real quickly, I had a recent experience where um, we did T-shirts. They were imprinted, but then apparently they didn't go through the dryer process well. Um, and so, you know, the, the decorator kind of messed up. And mm-hmm. the, the client reached out to us. We sent the shirts back to get them all fixed. But it was one of those things that, that I was traveling a bit. And so we were doing all the things that we should do to get that order redone properly. And we were doing it at no charge mm-hmm. to the client. We're doing, we were doing them all, but I wasn't communicating what we were doing. And so right. the client felt like nothing was happening unless he reached out. Well, when he reached out, I'd be like, oh yeah, we're good. We da, 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 da. But I didn't do a good job of proactively communicating. And it was a little thing that by the end he was irritated about. And it was like, oh, right. that's totally on me. That was my fault. Right. Yeah, that's, that's a great example of it. That's a great example of it. Well, cool. We got time, so we- time for one more, man. You got anything else? You know, I do. I have a couple, okay. um, but I'll table them. That's called a tease in the radio business. <laughs> um, you and I, so I, 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 and we, we have, in full disclosure, we have talked a little bit about this offline, but I want to bring it into a conversation here. Okay. So there's a lot of people in our industry who create content. Yes. Um, and you and I do our fair share. Yes. You do delivering marketing joy. Mm-hmm. You do a podcast. You do this podcast. Mm-hmm. You do weekly word. You, you you write a blog. You have a lot of stuff going on. Sure. How do you personally stay motivated to continue doing that? To continue because I know we all go through those lulls where it's like I have nothing more to say about anything to anyone. <laughs> How do we? How do you push through that? Oh man, that's a fantastic question. Um, I the things that I'm the best at being consistent at, and I preach consistency, as you know. Oh, I, then, I'm I am right there with you. Yeah, but then I I am also willing to admit that sometimes I fall off the wagon on that. Like on the, the podcasting side, I was doing a podcast every business day. I'm not now because right. I ran out of steam. Yeah. <laughs> I did it for six months, so every you day. Did. But at this point, I'm calling myself out. But the ones that I have, I think those are the ones that I've, first of all, I've set it up in a rhythm that I'm able to keep up with, which is huge, right? right? Um, so mm-hmm. the, the weekly words once a week, obviously, DMJs once a week. Um, the things that I do consistently and consistently well are within, I'm able to do them, right? And the other thing is, I've gotten to a point, I, I've done them enough <laughs> that I know people will miss it and call me out if I don't do it. And no, so part that. of it's the fear of uh, someone calling me out. Um, I actually 
it, it's funny because when I started delivering Marketing Joy, I don't know if I've said this to you, but I, I had read that the average web show only lasts five episodes. Right. Like, or never reaches five episodes or something like that. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to have five in the can when I start <laughs> because I want to I want to beat that. And so right. I, and, and then batching. That's the other thing. Like weekly words, I try to knock those out several at a time. And so that helps sure. me. Sure. How about you? Uh, you know, uh, like you, um, I, I'm a big believer in consistency. So, yeah. you know, my blog floated around a little bit for about a month or two. So I figured I really need to do this every Monday and Thursday. Um, and now with the, you know, I, I, I'm looking at how much I'm creating in, in, and I shared this with you. I worry that, man, there might be a little too much Bill Petrie out there. Uh, <laughs> people are going to get a little sick of me because, you know, I've got my blog Mondays and Thursdays. I've got uh, the Petri dish that comes out on Tuesdays. Um, one Wednesday a month, you and I do um, salt and pepper. Yep. Uh, the one went out earlier this week that I hope people had a chance to look at. It's a pretty, pretty fun one and an interesting one, too. And then on Fridays, we, we now have this podcast, so potentially you're getting hit by me five days a week. Sure. Um, but certainly you're getting hit by me right now four days a week, and I wonder if that's too much. But that, that was not the question you asked. How do I stay motivated? Yeah. I am an observer. My, my, uh, my bride would tell you I have hypervigilance disorder, which <laughs> means I notice everything. Yeah. And so I'm constantly... I am constantly uh, finding um, finding t- little little topics because the way I write, like from a blog perspective, for example, mm-hmm. I find a topic or a title and then I write to that. Yeah. Um, so, like I wrote down yesterday, so it'll be interesting to see. Even then, sometimes they develop into something, and sometimes they don't. Sure. Um, but one is I, I just like the sound of this showing your scars, and I know what I'm going to write on that. I've mm-hmm. kind of figured out what that is, and then another one. Uh, uh, the elevator drops fast from the penthouse to the outhouse, and I'll just work that into a blog. And so those are the things that keep me motivated. I say, "Oh, I like that that turn of phrase or the way that sounds," and I'll write to that. So and it keeps me motivated. Like I said, I, you know, I would you would call me out if I didn't yeah. uh, stay consistent. So For sure. Well, I love the hyper vigilance disorder. That's funny to me because my wife and I were talking about this. Um, my wife has that, and I call it something different. I tell her she's a nib shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> she's pointing out to me all these things that are going on in our town. And she's like, well, you know, you drive by that house all the time. I'm like, uh, yeah, but I, <laughs> I'm i going home. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. she apparently uh, has hypervigilance disorder. I am well, willing to use that. that. Well, it's like it's like earlier in this, this here podcast, I heard the train. You would have been very happy had I not mentioned that there was a train going by. <laughs> no, I was actually cool but with I keep, that. <laughs> But I can't help myself. I mean, shit. I cannot help myself. I, I, and it's not so bad. It's like squirrel, and I start running over there. But I notice stuff. I mean, one of my favorite, and I it, and I've done it when I've been speaking too. I was at SkiCon this year, and I was doing my talk, and there's about eighty or ninety people in the room, and there was a guy who was during the NFL playoffs, uh, and he was wearing a Seattle uh, Seahawks jersey, Marshawn Lynch jersey. Yeah. And he asked a question. And when I when I pointed to him, I didn't say, "Yeah, what's your question?" I said, "Hey, yeah, what's up, Marshawn Lynch?" I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even think about it because all I kept seeing was this jersey in the corner, which is just it was like so different than everything everybody else is wearing. Yeah, well, uh, it's weird for Marshawn Lynch to actually talk. So yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah, well, he, yeah. Well, I, I was stunned to find out it was not Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> also disappointed. Yeah, that would be disappointing. 
All right, man. I think we're at, I think we're at our time, are we not? We are definitely. But this Excellent. was fun, and uh, you teased us that we've got topics coming up for next week. So I'm excited. Oh, to check those out. we have got a veritable potpourri <laughs> of topics, a plethora, if you will. Um, and like you always say, I'll say it this time. If you got an idea for a topic, if you'd like us to talk about something, let us know. We're, we're open to anything. And we're not going to run out of topics, that's for damn sure. That's right. But if you have something you'd really like us to talk about, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks again for everybody's support. We, we've uh, seen from uh, our good friend Joel Moore at Promo Corner that uh, people are, are, are really engaging, which is uh, good to know. Really appreciate it. All right, man. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week for Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, Unscripted is brought to you by Promo Corner's Identity Marketing. You can visit them online at promocorner.com backslash identity dash marketing.